0: Hello, welcome back to the Yawning Owlbear. This episode is going to be a listen and response segment, as I've gotten several messages since my last episode from my fellow casters, of which, as always, I am thankful for your support and guidance. With feedback and criticism, much love, guys. I'll use these to improve and reflect. Uh, But first, some good news. Finally, I officially have a second player from my game. Kenny, who is both player and a DM from my previous group that went defunct some years back, um, he is currently a fighter mage, which is funny because Matt, who is my original fighter, still has thought of taking rogue levels later. Uh, so I thought, well, why not give my current NPC fighter barbarian levels and some fighter levels to the NPC cleric? I should have everyone covered with some martial prowess. It's going to be interesting. Uh, had a session last Sunday, and boy, it was a laugh. I felt bad because the roles were so one-sided. Uh, Matt, my fighter, was just getting the short end of the stick with low rolls, and I had about damn near at least several nat 20 critical rolls on him. Don't know how, but the magic was with me this session. Uh, To make it worse, it was primarily only him I was hitting. I just couldn't stop laughing, but he was a good sport about it. I said he was definitely doing his job being a tank, though. (laughs) So there's that. On that note, DMs, don't feel you should underestimate the capability of low-tier creatures on your party. Uh, I see many who scoff at the fodder humanoids and squishy critters depending on what the ability they have wise they can turn a fight real quick. Uh, the group made its way to an abandoned alchemist's house and both the main group and the new guy were approaching the building from the front and the back of which my fighter mage made it inside. Uh, first fight involved three giant weasels and one dire weasel out from near some large rose bushes. Uh, this about near drove me in stitches. The only upside to weasels is their chance to grapple after every attack when and then dealing bleed damage as long as they grappled each round. Uh, 5e didn't have this for them, so I gave them back the ability which they had in previous editions uh, to bring out their potential, and honestly, it paid off well. Uh, by the way, yes, I ended up converting my blue home game to 5th edition in regards to my new player who has more experience with the system. That's not to say I hate Blue Home rules, the entire opposite. I love it, but I will say there were some issues I had here and there, and honestly, I do understand that this is supposed to be based off an earlier rendition of D&D. But still, I would recommend it to anyone to have on a shelf. Also, on top of this, get the Blue Hack book along with it. You can get both of them from Lulu Press or DriveThruRPG. Both I would highly recommend. Uh, anyway, I got Matt good at the start with the weasels and almost killed him, but only him could I get hits in. He was scrappled from both sides and taking bleed for a good five, I think it was like five rounds. Um, Kenny ends up providing artillery support from inside, shooting witch bolts through a window, but now, after seeing him, the group suspects bandits inside, being all they could make out was his semi roped and armored figure. Uh, later, after an introduction and in an intense standoff, the crew makes its way inside, and after a few spider swarms later, they get ambushed by kitchen, in the kitchen by giant centipedes. Again, my main pain point was Matt having nailed him with two crits and some poison. Had it not been for the cleric, he would have died. Also, DMs, pay attention to your monster placement. Those flank advantages are a boon, especially in small groups. The comedy goal of this fight though was when Kenny decided to use color spray on the scent to cause blindness. And as a killjoy I'm glad he pointed it out that Matt made the uh, question if they even rely on sight and centipedes as it turns out have blind sense, so they didn't care a lick. <laughs> and this was a humorous banter by all. Session wraps up and now I think they're all at level 3. Overall I feel good on this one and happy to be playing again hopefully this next Sunday night. With that on to the messages um first lineup is of joe from wheel or woe colin green of spike pit Lyron of updates from the middle of nowhere dave aldridge of Deep percentile by the way dave that intro music is spot on my bro and finally the joe the lawyer of not so wondrous imaginings laying down some truth
1: Hey, Mark what's up, man? My name is Joe uh, I've called in on a bunch of these other shows, but never to yours and I just want you to let you know, dude, that I lost my dad a um it'll be two years ago this christmas and so i can I can empathize with you on what you're going through, man. so you know, I hope you. I hope you just keep going. Uh, I think your stuff is awesome, and don't worry about if other people have covered it before. You know, everyone's got their own different take on shit, so you do you, buddy. I just want you to know that I'm out here for you, buddy. Um, You're you're a fucking good dude doing good stuff, so keep it up. I I feel your pain, man. I feel it. Peace out.
2: Hey Mark, it's Spike Pit here. Just to say, I listened to your episode this morning. I found it to be um, very thought provoking. It um, sounds like you you're having a little bit of a struggle with your game there, and man, I I'm with you. I I, uh, I never think that I'm a great DM or anything like that. But I think the thing is, you just got to um, you just got to do your thing, and if you're enjoying it, and you and your players are having fun, man you don't need to compare yourself against these other jokers that you see on actual plays and that I mean, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to make of all that the reality is, it's just not that easy and you can only do your best and really enjoy your conversations about the monsters and that so keep up the good work
3: Hi Mark, this is Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I recently went to a gaming convention with my husband after not playing role-playing games for something like 10 or 11 years. And I have to tell you that I found myself sitting there watching the GMs kind of in awe. So, I mean, I don't know, It, it was such a variety of styles of GMing. So some of them do a lot of story, and some of them like the mechanics, and, and honestly, that added to it for me, but I can imagine that's really intimidating, because I have not even thought about the possibility of running a game, because it is, I mean, I look at that and go, wow, that looks like a lot of work, and I don't know if I could do that, but, you know, I'm really happy to hear that you enjoy doing it, and I hope you don't give up, because how much fun will it be if everyone does it the same way? Yuck. Yuck. So, keep going, you never know people.
4: Mark Hi it's Dave Aldridge. I'm so pleased to hear that you are back in the game. I must admit, I listened to all of your episodes when I first got onto anchor, but since there hadn't there wasn't one after I after I started podcasting I assumed that your podcast was was defunct and I'm very glad to to hear you doing more because I've really enjoyed your close readings of the monsters I found that uh, very inspiring but I I just wanted to say ah you know we can't go judging ourselves by these various media presentations or by uh all of your self-promoting experts however 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 good they are um, it's a it 's a hobby isn't it we do it for fun, and I, I always remind myself, yes, get player feedback, but the biggest feedback players can give is that they come back to the table if they 're coming back to the table they 're having fun oh doing it, Jackson, one more thing. Uh, I was really interested uh, in your thoughts in your introduction on on critical role and related phenomena, so yeah, I was thinking about that in my car on the way to work, so i 've just well, I'm just about to put out, I've just recorded a, a, a response or related thoughts on my my podcast, Deeper Um So thanks very much, Mark, um, for, for provoking me to think today. I'll catch you soon. Cheers.
5: Hey, buddy. It's our lawyer here. Um, just wanted to touch base, man. I listened to your, your latest podcast. And, uh, dude, you can't get so down on yourself about DMing. Um... I think there's a lot going on maybe in your life, and there's a lot being conflated together, But I, and I can't speak to that, obviously. That's, you know, that's that's what's going on, but it's good advice as to love everybody in your life while you got them there because you never know. Um, but as the DM, man. I've been playing since 84, and only in the last couple of years have I decided I'm not terrible. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um, it's, it's a growth thing. It, I don't think I'll ever stop growing and learning and getting better. But uh, <clears throat> don't compare yourself to these other YouTubers and podcasters who, who glorify themselves and tell you they're the greatest shit because all they want is listeners. Because who's going to listen to a YouTuber who, who comes across and says, I suck as a DM? Who's going to go to them for advice, right? They want ratings. They want views. So the ones of these YouTubers are in it for the money. Just play the best you can. Learn the best you can. Be open to changing and growing. That's all, man. And that- hey, it sounds like I got cut off there, man. just wanted to say hang in there, you know. Um, life goes into as Shitty cycles. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. You Never know when what's coming. But uh, the down times, the time to reassess, grow, re, you know, reevaluate and and relaunch. And so uh, you got an up cycle coming. I know, because that's how it goes, man. And uh, it'll get better. Just gotta hang in there and don't get down on yourself and what's going on. Uh, you got a lot to offer. You know, you got a lot to offer the world here. You're putting yourself out there. I like your podcast. I, I enjoy listening to them. And uh, I, you know, like I said, don't don't. Go by what others say. I mean, look at Facebook, for example. I mean, everybody goes on Facebook. Oh, my life is great. Oh, look at this. Oh, how great this is. In the meantime, you know, their spouse is cheating on them. Their their kids are doing drugs, and and then they're on they crackheads. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. You can't you can't go by what people put out there as a face as, as a facade. you just got to be your own person and fuck the rest of them, man, and just do the best you can. Take care. All right, so.
0: in order joe thank you for the understanding um losing someone is something that honestly i don't think is ever easy for anyone even for me i still wake up in the morning thinking that my dad's going to be back and it's a harsh reality when it sets in that it's obvious that he's not going to it's more even more upsetting though when i see mom crying at random times during the week and deep down i know why she is I try my best to keep her comfortable, being it has been hard on her and her health, trying to help keep affairs in order, especially for me when it comes time for her, which, honestly, due to her health of late, I think it might be sooner than later. I miss my dad, and I miss his wisdom, which, honestly, I could use right about now. I was a poor child to my dad, which I'll have to live with that for the rest of my days. I could have done better as a son, but I try not to think on it much and do my best to keep spirits up as well as I try to spend as much time with mom as possible. I keep marching on as I do believe truly from what my grandmother said to my mom when she briefly was pronounced dead and came back from a heart attack years ago. That there is a side where we will see one another again someday and that you should not be afraid to die. And with that I keep doing my thing and with hope that it is true. And on to Colin, uh, yes, I've been more of a game player being that I do what I can with what I'm capable and honestly, whatever happens, happens really. You live and you learn as you play the game and I'm still learning new ways of handling certain situations. It will be a time crunch now though, as at work my schedule has changed and that for the better, as we have both old and new employees leaving and being hired, um, eventually I'm going to have to find a better job, especially being that this job has been lackluster since working for them, um. Granted, it's full-time, but honestly, you could tell that the owners just don't care. Uh, They could afford two weeks vacay in Alaska just recently, but you can't afford to hire on a fifth-person full-time to fill the gap. I mean, this business has never shown appreciation for its workers, and I've been here going on seven years and only have had about max of two raises. Friendly advice, if you ever find yourself looking for a job, if you do pick a Batteries Plus Bulbs franchise, make sure it's a corporate-owned store and not an independent franchise Least With corporate, you can actually get better benefits than working for an old couple who care more that you call in the numbers every night than if the worker is compensated fairly, especially with the amount of interesting interactions with customers of late. Like, that's life, I guess. Um Anyways, still trekking on, doing what I can, and having fun at it. Thanks, as always, Colin. And yes, by the way, the stereotype of the British gentleman being wise is truth in your case, good sir. Much love. Onward to Lyran. Yes, it is an intimidating display to watch the pro gamers. And yes, granted, these are guys of the old guard, as it were. The grognards who've been at this longer than us all, which deep down I still hope to one day perhaps get to that level of skill, or at least become, if you would, a grogling. Now that I think about it, Glenn Holstrom has given me food for thought, one of his latest episodes. I think a lot of it also boils to what edition of the specific game you are playing in. I agree. I think it's best to pick one specific type of edition you feel comfortable in and focus on that as your main game. And let's be honest, you're you're not going to be able to keep up and be good at every edition or game out there, though I would love it. And I would recommend that anyone please span out, and try new things, see what you like, see what your players would be interested in like playing. Um, For me, I think my sweet spot probably is between Castles and Crusades and 5th edition. Which to me, if modded right, can be made OSR friendly, which I've been shown by many. And yes, that was practically all you can find on the net. It is a system that works. Uh, still, if you're new, like I said, branch out, show the other system, some love people, just not that atrocity of a fourth edition, but if you want to go that way, have at it. Um, next is Dave and Joe, the lawyer, uh, to the point, this was a game to have fun, period. These groups like Joe stated before do this for flair and views, nothing else. It doesn't represent what goes on at an actual table, and I'm thankful that I was able to experience what an actual group does before things went mainstream and popular, if you will, with 5th fifth, fifth edition, though still it's nice this edition has brought d d back into the know. Lately, though, it's all now become a game with a means to produce profit for investors who have no heart for the hobby like Arneson and Gygax did. I don't hate guys like Matt Mercer who do this, even though guys like him pander to the SJW community for views, which I try to keep that outside the cast, be it political or otherwise that I may or may not agree with. And no, it's not all on him, but he works for corporate individuals who I guarantee were never gamers. And it shows. Um, this cast, first and foremost, is the topic of tabletop gaming and Guys like him and even Perkins and other well-known individuals have turned this into something that, honestly, I feel should have stayed always as a game to bring together friends, to have fun, and not to be a means of gaining more money, with the exception of some streamers and YouTubers actually playing and not putting on a show just to promote a new book, which is all Wizard seems to be doing anymore. You ever wonder where all the one-shot splat books are anymore? I mean... Why just full-on campaigns? Come on, Watsy. Conventions such as Gen Con and Gary Con have been infiltrated by these groups, honestly, now. And are turning it into a platform to promote an agenda that has nothing to do with the hobby, but cause drama. And these were the key holy grail events. And they brought us closer as a gaming community. Now, you either agree with every social injustice that never existed or you're screamed at and panels are just banned because you won't jump on the same wagon as them. Case in point, no one but the elite of society is going to pay $4,000 just to play a game in a castle just to make a statement that you think this is now a fad for cool people. We never needed to go that far to enjoy the game in the first place, folks. Newsflash, celebs, you were never cool because now playing D&D, you think it's cool. No, this does not apply to all but to people who berated the nerds and played it originally. No, you were and still are jerks and charlatans who now feel it's your right to poke and prod into an area that was meant for all, seeking fun, now you want to make it into an exclusive collective and throw under the bus the demographic that created it. To which, to the Guardian and its journalists, I I hope the abyss or the layers of hell take you for the latest and whack-ass news articles you posted, but honestly, you've always been a garbage news media, so there's that. And after listening to Larry Hamilton of Follow Me and Die. I'm glad I'm not the only one with the pepper in the pipe about this. The sheer arrogance and shallow character of saying it's no longer for nerds crosses the line with me, and so should others. For those seeking more info on this, um, check out Larry's Cast episode 130. It pretty much sums up what this whole article is about, and still, it has me steamed. Don't forget, it was geeks and nerds who, with love and devotion, brought this into the world as a means to get away from the reality of a world that has no magic or ways of making you feel the hero, but through DD, we made our own worlds and forced our own tales with our friends. And yes, I know. I shouldn't compare my skills towards other DMs, especially the celebrity showmen. Honestly, it's the regular everyday mastery of at The game shops is what I was striving to come close to being. I don't know why it eats at me, but yes, I've seen how actual DMs run who have made the same mistakes as I have, and that gives me a different outtake on the matter that even the very best still make mistakes. And perhaps in a separate episode, I'll vent to you my frustration and go over individually the cons of myself since I've started playing and reflect on how I could change. To not repeat my faults, though I know it's bound to happen, and you know what they say, never say never. It's a learning experience of which I will keep watching and working on the craft of being a dungeon master and yes, trying to find something related to talk about, by the way. And on to the next lineup is Darren Green, Rich Frazier of Cogatrice Nuggets, which sounds awesome. I'm hungry, by the way. And Thorne from You're Playing It Wrong. Also, Dan Grieg of Young Grognards. And yes, I'll be doing the Grick next, so stay tuned for that.
2: Hi, Alfred here. Um my brother put me onto your podcast so I've been listening and catching up with your past episodes, been enjoying the, the podcast quite a bit, um listening to some monsters that I may have not heard of or come across, so that's uh yeah, giving me some inspiration for DMing um and just just enjoying yeah, listening to what's happening in in your life and uh your honesty. So yeah, keep up the good work. Um, hoping to hear some more episodes soon
1: and, uh, yeah, I'll be listening. Thanks. Hey Mark, it's Rich. I just wanted to jump on a couple things, uh, that you said in your last podcast. Um, first of all, you being creative, that is a perception, man. Uh, you gotta let go of that. You are creative. If you're a dungeon master, you're creative. You're doing the damn, uh, ecology of a cave fisher. You called it no strings attached. Come on, man. That's creative. All right. Um, problem players. If they look bored, man, maybe they're not. You need to sit them down and talk to them. I had a player that all he did was look at his phone the whole time. We had to poke him uh, to roll dice for attacks. I'm like, you're not paying attention. Are you even having fun? And yes, of course he was. It was um, just the way he was. He was kind of an ADHD guy and he had to be focused on many, many things at once. You're probably not a shitty GM, man. Um, you're just looking at it from the negatives. Are your players happy when you're done? Then you're probably just doing, doing just fine. It takes a lot of time to get good at stuff. And if you're looking at what you're doing and trying to make it better then you're practicing, at least you're not just sitting there doing the same old shit.
0: Hey, I just wanted to say a big hello. Uh, this is Dan from the young grognard
1: podcast. Uh, I've been listening to your material for a short while now, just started up the podcast, but I already tore through all the episodes you got. Wanted to say that, uh, you know, I'm sending my condolences for everything that you've been going through. I'm really sorry things have been so rough, but I'm really glad that the uh, Anchor community and everybody else around can help out with uh, helping bolster your spirits just a bit. Uh, I'm hoping to hear some new material. The monsters you've been picking to talk about have been really sweet, but I got to get some love for some more of the oddities. The GR Squad, the uh, Grick, the Grell, and the Grimlock. But either way, can't wait to hear more from you. Over and out. Hey, Mark. This is Chuck with Playing It Wrong. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for all the emails and contacts you sent in for my show, and I just want to do a shout-out to you. Uh, the Ecology's are great, man. Loving those things. You're doing a great job um, as far as real life goes. Yeah, I empathize with your problems in real life. I've been there and had problems. And both my parents have passed as well. Also... DMing, DMing takes time. It's an art, not a science. And just, well, you've inspired me for this next episode. So, it's longer than a minute. So, just keep up the good work. Stay strong. Roll some dice. Have fun. And thank you, Mark. All right?
0: Thanks for the words of encouragement, guys. And yes, again, I'll be doing the Grick, followed by the Growl next. Um, The Grimlock, as I looked into it, has a good bit of background lore. So that may take some time, but I'll get to it when I can. Uh, As far as finding my voice in place with the podcast, it's something I can do. It's next to being a good DM, which is my top two when it comes to uh, tabletop gaming. Um, I'm not trying to copy or be the best, but decent of which, which I guess I'll see where this goes. Um, as far as my placement on the podcast, I think monsters seems to be my, one of my top things that I love and the most of myriad of creatures, both original and new and homebrew monsters have always fascinated me since the nineties growing up. I've enjoyed old black and white cold war scare era monster flicks, mainly, uh, back in the day when I watched monster vision on TNT, which I pray to God that one day that makes a comeback, um, Ecology videos seems my choice of material, which I think I will become the norm, not often, but one of my main topics. And on that note, I have one done, so that'll be uploaded after this episode. And again, guys, thanks for the call-ins, and as always, I appreciate your help and support. I will take it to heart. And as always, keep the mugs full and keep the stories coming, guys. Love you all. Take care.